When I think I'm going under, part the waters, Lord. When I feel the waves around me calm the sea. When I cry for help, oh, hear me, Lord, and hold out your hand. Touch my life, still the raging storm in me. seen already. Uh, we have a couple of guests with us this morning. Uh, uh, the missionary family, Brother Jason Hamby and his wife, Mrs. Amanda, are here with us. And uh, they are um, they are the church planters and uh, Macedonia World Missions directors for the far north. 
Um, and that's uh, farther than New York, from what I understand. That's all the way up in Canada, okay? And so that's pretty far away. Brother Jason, if you go ahead and come up, uh, we're really appreciating or appreciative to have you all here this morning. And uh, we're excited to hear from you. So appreciate thank you. Again, brother. Thank you so much, Brother Derek. It is a blessing again this morning. I think this is the blessing get to be at both services. You get a double dose of the glory. Amen. I love it. Appreciate the choir singing this morning. I appreciate that song. I was just listening to that this week. I, I got my little playlist and that came up on my playlist. I like it. I appreciate that song. Amen. I'll tell you what, even though he may seem asleep in the stern, but he's watching. Amen. He's there. He knows. He, uh, he knows exactly what's going on and it don't bother him. Amen. And he just woke up and said, peace be still. <laughs> Amen. So I tell you what, when we're going through the storms of life and we're battling things, praise the Lord, we have a God that's in charge and in control and nothing takes him by surprise. Amen. Even 2020 and 2021 didn't take him by surprise. Amen. It may take an ever, ever Baptist church got took by surprise because we all had it. Amen. The, the glasses, you know, with the biblical vision of 2020, you know, we all had not a one of us saw it coming. Amen. We had to take that off our Facebook pages. <laughs> and this, this phrase started, became a reality to me. The Lord willing, we shall do this or that. Amen. That's what became a reality in our churches. The Lord willing. We learned that phrase this past uh, year and a half to two years. So I praise the Lord. It's a blessing to get to be back here at Houston Baptist Church. I said it this morning, uh, earlier today. It's a, it's, I see some familiar faces, and I see a lot of new faces. And that is exciting to me. And I praise the Lord what the Lord is doing right here. We, we don't get to come in very often. Uh, but when we do come in, uh, my parents live just up here off of Lewis Roberts Road. And so we stay at some and chase them. So we, you know, we just drive by here all the time. And it was exciting to see the building coming up. You know, we'd, get, we'd see in, in, you know, in stages or whatever. And then I get here and see the plans for the next stages. And you guys are already outgrowing what you got. So I'm excited for what God is doing here at Houston Baptist Church. And I appreciate Brother, uh, Brother Corey. That's Brother Corey to me. Pastor Corey to you guys. Uh, but I appreciate him and the work and his dear wife are doing here at uh, Houston Baptist Church and the team, brother, uh, Pastor Derek, appreciate you too, brother. Amen. And I told, I told the church this morning, I said, it's a good thing. You know, when you get an associate pastor, you want him as big as you can get to, to, to you know, take the brunt. And you just stick him out front and he takes the brunt of everything coming down the pike. Amen. Sorry for you. <laughs> he has to take the brunt of everything. But that's what you got to have a bodyguard. Amen. But I appreciate the singing and everything this morning. I, and I'm just going to quickly give you an update. The, the church here has been supporting us for about seven years now. And we partnered together in missions uh, for Canada uh, for the sake of souls up there. And God's blessed in a mighty way. And I, we have our, I, was going, I, I just, I don't know why I was about to say about our pool table. It ain't a pool table. I, I, when you lose your hair, you lose your mind a little bit too. And I, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But, uh, amen. <laughs> but our display, I don't know why pool table came to my mind. <laughs> our display table is back there in the vestibule right there in the hallway. And we have prayer cards on there. And a lot of you already have these prayer cards. Some of you do. Some of you don't. And if you don't mind, stop by taking two of them at least. I tell them, take, put them in two most visited places in your house. Your bathroom mirror and your refrigerator door. And then the, the couples can decide which is which, <laughs> which is most visited. So uh, if you don't mind taking a prayer card. And I told one of the young fellows this morning, he was going to ch children's church earlier. But I told him, I said, you know, what is it for? He said, yeah, he said, it's a card. Oh, it's Cameron. It was little Cameron. It was a little, little lady. She's getting baptized next week. Amen. Uh, so Cameron, I said, what's it for? She said, uh, she said, I don't know. I said, it's a prayer card. And I said, to pray for us. And when you see our prayer I said, your name's on there. You, you say a prayer for us and ask God to protect us because Brother Demons understands this. When you're on the road, uh, you need the hand of God to protect you, amen? And when you're on the mission field, 
We need the hand of God to protect us. We were in Ivory Coast, uh, West Africa for many years and had to evacuate out uh, because of the war. I mean, God, we watched God literally protect us through uh, major, major uh, conflict and things happening. Uh, when they're pointing AK-47s at your kids and your family, I tell you what, you need God's protection on your life. And there's missionaries around the world today uh, that need God's hand of protection upon them. Amen. And uh, so I appreciate that. You say, well, Canada, they don't have guns. They, it don't matter. They get, they're still the devil's up there. Amen. And he's fighting and he doesn't want uh, missionaries there. He don't want pastors there. He don't want churches there. And there's churches shutting their doors. There's others, towns after town after town that never heard the gospel message. Amen. They have Catholic churches there. You have the, the Jehovah's Witness. You have about every other cult that we can name up there. And there's a little commune about maybe about 25, 30 minutes from our church uh, that's got a guy in a white robe with a crown. Uh, it's a cult. And he's there. He's, I forgot his name. He's given himself. And he sits on a throne. Literally has his own throne and his little temple there. And people come and they've been coming and worshiping this guy. And that's just about 20, 25 minutes from where our church is at. Maybe 30 minutes from where our church is at. So there's a big need for souls to be saved. Amen. And door knockers like up there, um, just to knock on doors is difficult. It's hard. They have, uh, they have signs. They look, you can buy them at Walmart, little plaques that say, no door knockers, uh, no Jehovah's Witness. And they'll put those on their doors. Uh, so we, we get around it by just doing it. We're allowed to put things in mailboxes. Down, down here, you're not allowed to open somebody else's mailbox. So speak, but we do. We can, we can put stuff in mailboxes. So we do a lot of distributions, John and Romans, gospel tracts, things like that. And uh, mail outs, we get into apartment buildings by, we call it adopt-a-block. A block, a block appartement is an apartment block. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Apartment block. We do mail outs and things like that. And the church folks get involved with those mail outs. And it's exciting to see. So our church now is uh, going on 12 years old, well, 13 years old this year uh, there at Trois-Rivières. So we're, Lord willing, in transition phase right now. And ask you to be praying for that our folks there and uh, we have uh, uh, the, the, the ministry there is going well. We've seen souls saved, baptized. In fact, uh, just had a young man in our church in Latouk. We have a rescue church there, mission ministry that uh, about 10 years ago, we took that church. It had been 20 something years without a pastor, 20, 22 years without a pastor. So we were able to take that church and, and help build that church. And it's been exciting. We drive two hours to go there on every other, every other week. And um, so week on week off with them, and then uh, they fill in with Bible studies while I'm not there. And they're growing. We're seeing First Nations people from an, a village that's 120 kilometers, almost another hour and something away, gravel roads and, or train, either one. And it's called Waymontashi, and it's a First Nations village of, of uh, what, the, what they call the Native Canadians, First Nations. And they'll drive in, they'll ride in, and we've, we've got about 19 of those folks coming from that village, amen. Right now, because COVID, I'm not even allowed in. The, the, the chief of the village has cut the, the, shut the village down to outsiders. So pray for Waymontashi. But the ones that are coming in, they're bringing people to church. And they're seeing them saved as a result of one man getting saved named Dona Awashish. I call him my Canadian Elvis. This guy was he's 71 years old. Now he's older than that. But he was 71 years old, had jet black hair, pulled back in a ponytail. And I was just jealous of it because he had so much hair. But uh, he had pulled back in a ponytail. And he'd come to church. He had a black vest on, leather vest with a, with a, 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 a bare tooth necklace around his neck. I didn't ever ask him if he killed that bear with his bare hands or not. I never, I, I was always too afraid to ask him. But anyway, but that, and he wore American flag bandana. I loved it. We were in Canada, American flag bandana. And he would come to church. He had dark black sunglasses. He'd sit there and I was never sure if he was ever awake or asleep during services. He never took his sunglasses off. 
So if you ever have folks have sunglasses the whole service, you're not sure if they're asleep or not. I Me, mean, we had these dark sunglasses on, and Dona gave his heart to Christ. This has been about six, seven years ago. And uh, so he'd been coming for a little while, and he said, Pastor, I want to be baptized. I said, okay, we're going to baptize you. Well, they filmed it. He gave his testimony, and the poor fellow had cancer, lung cancer. They took out three ribs out of his side here, so he sits like this now. And, uh, but for a while, he was doing bad in health, and, and uh, uh, so we got to baptize him. He came out of the, the, the baptism and said, glory to God. Anyway, he gave his testimony, and because of his testimony, we've seen his niece and friends, her friends coming to Christ in that village of Wimantashi. And just recently had a young man, 18 years old. Amen. I'm excited about it. Kevin Flamand. Kevin came to Christ this summer. 19-year-old, 18, 19-year-old young man. Big old tall fella. First Nations kid. And uh, he came to me the other day just before we left. He said, Pastor Jason, he said, I feel like God wants me to preach. I don't know how I can tell you that. I don't know how I, I can tell you. I, I, he said, I, I don't have a vision or anything, but I know in my heart God wants me to preach the gospel. So pray for, pray for Kevin as we try to help disciple him. And uh, bring him up and, and uh, train him, amen, to, to be uh, to pastor there. So we're, we're excited about it. I don't know how we're going to do that. Lord knows. But uh, we pray for that in the ministry. And God's given us a ministry of far north director. So I also am in the recruiting phase. So if you feel the call to the mission field, amen, pray about Canada. When I was in Bible college, I had a fellow, a man, Dan Truax. Dan Truax was a missionary in Africa for years. Chad, Niger, and those places. And he would come to you in, in Bible college there. He'd come to you, Brother, Brother Hamby, or whatever your name was. Brother, what part of Africa are you going to? He didn't say, what, what field of the world, what part of Africa are you going to? So today, what part of Canada are you going to? Amen. So we need missionaries. You say, well, I'm too old or I'm too young. God can call anybody to go to the mission field. We need missionaries up there. So pray, need pastors, there's churches. I just got two, two uh, I found out about two this past, uh, this summer and just a couple weeks ago that have closed their doors. Or, or they've lost their pastor. So be praying for souls. Be praying for laborers with us in Canada. Amen. We need it. So uh, we, need, we need missionaries in Alaska. We need missionaries in Greenland. We need missionaries in Canada. So be praying for those different needs. Amen. So, uh, so we're excited. We're, we're now empty nesters. Our boys, uh, we just dropped our youngest son off at Bible College. So Luke and Noah. Noah is at Pensacola. Bible College, Pensacola Christian College there and in Bible school there. And Luke is in Crown Bible College up at uh, Powell, Tennessee. So one went to the beach, one went to the mountains. And so I don't know which one to visit. I, I'm happy with either one of them. Amen. I can visit either side. So, so we're excited about that. So we have Luke and he's 18, uh, just turned 18. Noah is 19 going on 32. And so he's 19 years old and he's in Pensacola. And Josh is getting married next Saturday. So be praying for him. He's not feeling well this morning. We just found out he had to leave church early. He's not feeling too good either, stomach thing. So must be something going around. Amen. So uh, be praying for, for, for Josh. So Saturday's his wedding. I told him it's just nerves. It's, just got, it's what it is for him. He's got a, he's got a headache and he's nervous. I said, I said I'm just going to take all his shoes away from him so he can't run. Amen. <laughs> so, no, he's ready to go. He's excited. And, and his dear wife-to-be, Allie, uh, there are... It's very interesting. They were childhood sweethearts. We did not know this. When they were missionaries on a certain, in Dominica, we were in St. Lucia. They came to visit us, and they had a spark back in those days. I didn't know that. We didn't know that. You know, we had no idea. We didn't know we had to watch out for them, too. Found out that they had snuck a kiss when they was about, you know, seven, eight years, nine years old. There, we didn't, we didn't know these things. And then they rekindled that flame. They got back in touch uh, last year. Uh, so found each other. Well, we, the Lord found them. I, 
with my help and, and a friend of hers on this side. I didn't know she was talking about hooking them up, and I was talking about getting them all, you know, to meet. And uh, so the Lord knew, and so we have a, my future daughter-in-law, amen. So we're excited about that. It'll be our first future daughter-in-law. It's our first future one. It'll be our first one, too. <laughs> so amen. All right, so be praying for Josh as he's getting married. Pray for the, the family, and as we're going about with all the sickness and stuff going around, pray that God just... Take care, take care of that for us and everything be well Saturday because they got a crowd of people coming. Um, so we're going we're to spray them all down when they walk in the building. And uh, open up. <laughs> so, all right, Ephesians. What time we did that? The countdown's commenced, so we're ready to go. Told them this morning, that's an ejector button. Once that thing hits zero, boom, we're out of here. So Ephesians chapter number six this morning. Ephesians chapter number six. Um, the Lord has just been so good to my wife and I. I'll introduce her for those that don't know her. Amanda, could you stand up now that she's opening her Bible and <laughs> getting comfortable? I do that too. This is my wife, Amanda. I love her. I appreciate her. Amen. I meant to do that this morning, but I was so nervous. And uh, one dear lady after service, she said, I'm from New Jersey, but you speak like you're from up north. You speak so fast. So if I talk too fast, I'm so sorry. I try my best to slow down, but I, can't, I had a hard time with that. Um, so I will do my best. If you can't understand me, just turn your hearing aid up on high speed, um, and it'll, it'll, it'll interpret. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I need, an interpreter. Amen. You want to interpret for me? You can help me out this morning. <laughs> you don't want to. Okay. All right. Ephesians chapter 6. I, I do my best, but I get nervous, and my, my, my tongue gets away from flying. So Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to look at verse number 10. We're going to look at 10 through 18 this morning. And this is not the message I preach. I, I used to preach, you know, when I'd have two services at our church up in Quebec, I would preach the same message, you know, first hour, and I'd preach the same message because we didn't have the same people. But I realized something. My wife was sitting there, and she had to hear the same message twice. And, you know, she never would get right with the Lord. So I said, maybe if I changed the message, she would get right with the Lord. But uh, <laughs> she, she's always been right with the Lord. Amen. My wife is always right. Yeah. Derek, you remember that, brother. All right, your wife is always right, right with you and right with the Lord. That's <laughs> so Ephesians, but anyway, so I said this morning, I said, well, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give them a break and let them hear two messages this morning. So, so we're give my wife a break too. So Ephesians chapter six, and the Lord has put these thoughts on my heart this morning. I pray it'll be a blessing to you. We live in a day, I believe with all my heart, uh, we live in a day of spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. I think as the Lord's coming is, is approaching and therein, I think the devil, he don't know, he don't know the win of it, amen? Uh, he don't know when he's coming back, but he is, he is ramping up his battle to get his man in power, amen? The Antichrist is what he's wanting to do. And we're seeing it around us. We're seeing everything just laid right in place uh, for the, the coming of, of the Lord for us, but the coming of the Antichrist for the world. I mean, the, we were, this has been, we moved to Quebec in 2006, and my next door neighbor in Montreal was an Englishman who had been living in, Montre in Montreal for 32 years. And we were talking. His name was, was Richard Lewis. Anyway, a super friendly guy. We had a great time. And he was saying, he said, you know what the world needs? Not a Christian man. He said, you know what the world needs? I said, what's that, Richard? He said, the world needs a one leader. We need one man in charge. He said, because the problem, he said, he said, the problem is we have too many governments. We need one man. I said, you know what? And this was a non-Christian man that hadn't read the Bible. I said, you, you're, you're absolutely right. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I said, because the Bible's predicted exactly that. I said, and the world's going to rally around this one man. That's right. The Antichrist. 
And all that, that monetary system and all that is falling into place right now. The cashless society is coming. It's right there. We had a lady in our church works for a grocery store. And she, at this grocery store she worked at, Max, it's up in the middle of nowhere, this little town called Grandmère, Grandmother, Grandmère, uh, Quebec. And, and, and she worked in this little grocery store. And a fella came in and she, they have now the, the, the self-checkout lanes even at this grocery store. And she said, uh, if you're paying for cash, you got to go to a... You know, a teller, but if, if not, you can you can use the cards here. He goes, oh, and it need be neither one. And she's like, neither one. And so she said, I don't understand. Well, anyway, he went ahead and started checking out at the self-checkout, and he took his hand on the back of his hand and went, bleep, and he paid with a chip in his hand, paid for his food. It, it, it shouldn't surprise us. We do the same thing with our cards, PayPass, and everything. But with his hand, he already had it in his hand. Uh, all of his payment stuff, everything was already in there. And this is in Grandmere. If it had been Montreal or Toronto or New York City, I'd understand. But this is the little town of Grandmere, which is what? Maybe 15,000, 16,000 people. It's not that big. A little bit town. So the, the, the world is getting ready. The world is getting ready for, for and the devil's doing his best. And, and, and so I believe with all my heart that he's also battling the church. Because we said it this morning in the first hour, the only thing, there's only one prophecy, one thing that, hasn't, that needs to be fulfilled to finish up before the Lord's coming. That's that last person to be saved. The fullness of the Gentiles come in. That's, that's it. That's the only one. And so as we see the Lord's approaching, the devil is trying to do his best to get the church stopped. Amen. He don't want the message to go out. He don't want people to be saved. He wants to take as many people to hell with him as he can and destroy what, the crown of God's creation. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the time remaining, about our spiritual warfare and the battle that we face and what we need to do. And you say, well, this is, this is elementary, my dear Watson. This is youth messages this morning. But I believe it is for all of us. I believe it's something we need this morning. And we're going to look at four points, especially after I read these scriptures. The Bible says in verse number 10, finally, my brethren, let me get my glass and my eyeballs on here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Whatever we do this morning, folks, listen to me. It don't matter if you're the preacher or if you're a deacon or if you're a Sunday school teacher or whatever you do in your life. It does not matter. You have to do it all through the power of his might. Because if you're doing it in your might, and if I'm doing it in my might, it's not going to work. We labor in vain. Unless the Lord buildeth the house, they labor in vain that build it. So we got to let God do the work in our life. Amen. It's his power. It is not our power. The verse number 11. And, and by the way, that power is that same power he talked about in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. Where the Holy Spirit, I will give unto you power. And, 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 that, and, he, and it's the Holy Spirit living within us. Ephesians chapter 5, we see be filled with the Spirit of God. So we, we have to be filled with the Spirit to have that power to be able to do what we're supposed to do. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm not talking, our, 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 our politicians aren't our adversary. I'm sorry. We live in a socialistic country in Canada. I mean, completely. Right now, it's, it's about right there to be communism. I mean, it is like right on the verge of pure communism. Presently, what's happening up there? And so we're in, we're in the United States is not too far behind that, I'm afraid to tell you this morning. 
We're not too far behind that with the socialism stuff. So be careful. Y'all be praying hard. Amen. It is, it is a detriment to the gospel. Amen. Communism. So, uh, and so those principles, and even though that we live in a society, Biden's not my adversary. He's not many. I may not agree with him. May not have voted for him, but he's not my adversary. Amen. Uh, Pelosi, all those up there are not my, they are, they're spiritual wickedness in high places, but they're not my adversary. There's one above them that's, that is my adversary. And he's the snake's head. Amen. The devil himself. And he is our enemy this morning. So, but we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, not part of it, not, well, I'll just put on the shoe part or I'll just put on the helmet part. He said, take unto you the whole armor of God because we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a fight for the lives and the souls of men and women, boys and girls. Take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand. What's those last four, those next four words? In the evil day. Can I ask you this morning? Y'all can, can respond to me. It does not bother me a bit. I mean, I like it. In the evil day. When, do, would you agree with me that we're in an evil day today? Yes, I, but with all of my heart, I'm convinced more than ever that we're in an evil day. As in the days of Lot, as in the days of Noah, I believe we are in those evil days. Wickedness around us. Around, and, and I'm not pointing fingers because we're here too. This old flesh is here. Amen. Paul himself. The Bible said, oh, the apostle Paul, he was perfect. Paul said, what I would do, I do not. <laughs> Amen. In other words, his old flesh got in the way too. Just like our flesh gets in the way. We live in a day, in a society that wickedness prevails and righteousness is ridiculed. Yes, Amen. Yes. Holy living is ridiculed. Being right with God and being a witness and being a testimony and trying to do right for God is ridiculed when, when, a, when, a, when a deviant lifestyle and, and rampant sin and meanness, just pure meanness is, is, is elevated and exalted on TikTok and whatever the case may be. I've seen, I've seen things in the last year that have blown my mind of people, people being beat down, literally fight, you know, the fist fight and beat down in the streets and people laughing, hit him more, filming the whole thing. I mean, it just breaks my heart. We live in an evil day. We live in an evil day. So how, how do we fight it? Hey Amen. It's a spiritual warfare. So we got to first on, we got to take on the whole armor of God. And having done all, in other words, put on the whole armor of God to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and with the, having on the breastplate of, of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. What a blessing. We have a shield of faith. Our faith, it, it comes through the word of God. So you look at truth, you look at the word, you look at the shield. We have the word of God as our main armor. <laughs> Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this morning, I want to look at four things real quick and I'll be done. Number one, the warrior source of power. We talked a little bit about it earlier on. We cannot do this on our own. I think about Saul, uh, Saul and David. You remember in the Old Testament, Saul and David, they, there was a giant out there that was... was Ridiculing the, the army of the Lord. I mean, and he was insulting. He was mocking and he was cursing God, the God of heaven. And, and David asked that question. Is there not a 
cause? Is there not a cause? Is there, why is everybody hiding? Can we go out there and fight this guy? Who's going to fight him? I mean, all the biggest soldiers that were there were all hiding out. Saul himself, the Bible talks about him being head and shoulders taller than everybody. So he was the tallest fellow there. I would imagine everybody was about five foot seven, five foot six. He's probably six foot two and three. You know, he was a head and shoulder. He was a big guy. Derek, you were Saul. Amen. You were there, brother. But you wouldn't have been hiding. He wouldn't have been hiding. He'd have been out there fighting him. Amen. I believe that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> Amen. But so, so, so David and Saul, so David comes there, there's not a cause. And he said, well, I'm going to go fight him. Well, Saul says, you know what? Well, here's my armor. Why don't you take it on my armor, my armor? So he gets on. I can imagine this little fella trying to get that armor on. He just... You know, about to fall over on his face, can't stand it. I'm not, I haven't proven this. I've never trained in this. I've never used it. Yeah. And so he takes it off and he goes there and gets him five smooth stones, puts them in his bag. He's got that trusty sling. We got to use one of those when I was a kid one time. We had a guy come to Old Swanee Christian School when I was there and taught us. And it ain't just, you know, like that. I mean, there's, there's a technique to you hold it and you got to come around. You gotta, and we about killed our principal, our, my current pastor about killed him and put out a window behind us <laughs> trying to shoot him that way but anyway but that thing's not easy but he was used to that thing he knew how to work that thing and he he had been proven in battle before through god's power so when he came to fight goliath what did he tell him he said i don't come to you with sword and shield i come to you in the name of the lord amen I came to, he came in, in somebody else's power. He came to, in the power of the one that could take that little stone and put it in that nine foot giant's head and drop him like a bad habit. Amen. Amen. Dropped him right to the ground. Pop. And he was dead. I believe he just took the head off so he proved everybody else that he was dead. Amen. <laughs> I think God had already taken care of him. And so we see here, he said, wrestle not to the, the source of our power. So. Do you have a place for that source? Do you go and pray and get in the word every day and put the word upon you and put that armor upon you to prepare? What's the source of your power this morning? Or do you spend more time on your devices, Facebook or whatever? I pray with all of my heart you're, you're building that armor in your life in the power of the Lord. The warrior's preparation. There, there's a time for preparing. Time for putting it on, on that armor and getting things ready. That's verses 13, uh, 11 through 17 there. And then we have a principal foe. Don't forget who your enemy is. My dad preached a message recently at Calvary Baptist over in Statham. I got to listen online. I was back in Quebec. I think we were in Quebec when he preached that. And he preached on COVID casualties. And he talk, wasn't talking about the physical death and all the stuff that's happening. And there's been people dead. But what he's been talking about was... The casualties spiritually that's been taking place. You know, one of the greatest casualties we've seen as a result of this past year in churches around. I, I praise the Lord, I'm not seeing it here. This is exciting is division. The devil wants to divide and conquer. He don't want churches to remain open and, and, and growing and prospering. He don't want that. And he divides and, and you know, are we this or are we that? Are we anti this or anti that? And, and dividing, not just churches, dividing families and dividing homes. Division. So he knows what he's doing, the principal foe. He knows, your, uh, he knows you, and knowing your adversary is the key. Being prepared to fight is always key. And relying on your resource is key when you're prepared against your adversary, knowing who your principal foe is. And the last point, and I'm going to close this morning, the warrior's perseverance. The warrior's perseverance. Um... 
And, 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 I, and I'm, I ha, I, on purpose, I didn't read verse 18 on purpose. I wanted to finish with verse 18 this morning. We have a saying, you know, when, when somebody's sick, you run into someone that's not feeling good. Oh, at least I can pray for you. At least I can pray for you. But you know what? Honestly, I, I, I stopped saying that. Or I, I try to stop saying it. Sometimes it's just a habit. At least I can pray for you, brother, sister. But you know what? That's not the least I can do for someone. It's the greatest thing I could do for someone. The power of prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, what does it say? Availeth much. Availeth much. That literally means that it, it, it has got power there. And there is, there is a resource that we have in prayer. When someone's going, when you have a prayer list, don't take it for granted. I appreciate Brother Dean this morning when he was talking about Sunday school, the, the, the prayer list that you have. Have it in front of you. Pray one for another. What did Paul, Paul didn't say, well, just think about me every once in a while. That's not what he says in verse 18. We're going to read it together. I want you, everybody there, read it with me. Praying, what's the next word? Always with all prayer and supplication. In the spirit. I had somebody say, well, I've never seen that in the Bible. We're praying in the spirit. The Bible says it right there. How, am I, how are my prayers supposed to get to heaven? Yeah. Amen. I tell you, there's sometimes I've prayed. I've, I've prayed and it feels like it's bouncing around the room. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I feel like I've been in a lead box and it's not getting anywhere. And, and then there's other times it prays. I pray it feels like it's getting through like that. And I realize, you know, 99.999% of the time, the problem's right here. Amen. And so as we're praying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. How do we pray in the spirit? It ain't all we go. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Careful of that stuff. Praying in the Spirit is literally allowing the Spirit of God through you to take that prayer to the throne of grace. Yes, sir. That's right. Through our advocate, the, whole, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What a blessing. We have that resource of prayer. And here's what he says. So we have praying. Here's our perseverance. Number one is praying. Pray always. Persevere in prayer. Continue to pray. Paul, uh, excuse me, Daniel. Daniel Prayed. Remember, what was it 30, 21 days? He waited on a prayer request to come through. And who was it that had withstood him? The prince of, yeah, exactly. Prince of Persia. He did not want that prayer to get through. So when that angel was coming with that answer to prayer, the, the devil himself withstood him. And that prayer couldn't get through. 21 days he kept praying. Finally, the archangel came and gave him an answer. Now, I'm going to tell you something this morning. As we're closing up, praying always, and then here's the next part, and watching thereunto. What are you watching unto? The Bible says we're to watch and pray. Lord Jesus, what did Jesus tell the disciples there? Can't you watch with me one hour? Can't you be awake one hour? Watch thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. What are the last three words? For all saints. Now, in Quebec, that means a whole other thing when you say saints, right? When you talk about a saint in Quebec, you're talking about a whole other ballgame. But in the Bible, a saint is someone that has been born again. Amen? It is someone that has put their trust in Jesus Christ. Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ this morning? Let me see your hand. Amen? Have you put your trust in him this morning? If you, can, if you can't raise your hand this morning, you say, Brother Hamby, I cannot raise man. I have not trusted Christ as my personal Savior. Get it right today. Don't wait. We're not guaranteed another day. 
We're not guaranteed another moment. We're not guaranteed another hour in spite of COVID. You know what? I've seen people die on other, of other stuff. Accidents. We talk about cars. We're not guaranteed another day. But you know what? Praying for all saints. I pray for you. I, would, I hope you pray for me. That's why we have prayer cards. Paul wasn't just saying, pray for me. Pray for me only. Pray for all saints. You know why he said pray for all saints? Because he knew that you would have a battle. But the second he knew you would have battles in your life. He knew Brother Corey would be getting sick every so often. Not so often. Every just today. Yeah. Amen. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> he knew he'd be getting sick. He needs prayer this morning. It, I tell you, as a pastor, I'm a pastor in Quebec. That's what I do. I, you know, a missionary pastor. Started the church. I need prayer. Your preacher needs prayer. Your, can I tell you, your pastor's wife needs prayer. They have to come here and, get, you know, you're, you may not have been feeling well this morning. I don't know. You may have been feeling great this morning. You look like you're feeling great this morning. But she may not have been feeling well this morning. She had to come up here and help lead the singing and get the choir motivated. Praise the Lord for the choir. Get a smile on her face. But down in there, I'm not feeling too good this morning. She needs prayer. I'm not saying that. You, don't, you look like you're feeling great. <laughs> I could get myself in trouble. We need prayer. You need prayer. I need prayer. We have a resource. The Word of God and prayer through the Holy Spirit. The Spirit teaches you and the Spirit takes that prayer to the throne of grace. Let's be warriors this morning. And like I said, as we close and every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, just a second, Brother Derek's going to come with invitation time. But if you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, and you say, I'm not one of those saints. I don't know Jesus. I pray with all my heart. You don't, you don't have to come up front to do it. You can pray right where you're at and ask Christ to be your Savior. He can forgive you of your sins and make you a child of the King right where you're at today. It's a position of your heart. And I pray with all my heart God touches you today. And if you, you say, Brother Hamby, I've been about to just give in and let, you know, give up and quit. don't want to serve the Lord. I don't want to do what God wants me to do. I'm, I'm tired of the battle. Can I tell you, keep, keep fighting. The Lord's coming soon. The King of King and Lord of Lords, He's coming. The trumpet's about to sound and we're going to go home with Him. And I pray that you can go to heaven with your head high, not ashamed of Him at His coming. But with complete assurance that you've done what God wanted you to do with your life. I pray that be the case for you today. Brother Derek. Amen. If you would please stand up. If you feel the Lord leading you up to the altar this morning, come say a prayer. And if you don't, you're welcome to sing with me.
talking and playing at the same time, so I'm going to stop playing. <laughs> hey, um, thank you very much for being with us, uh, Hamby family. We want to invite you, if you would, he has a table set up outside um, in the in the hallway here. If you'd stop by and check their hand, grab one of their prayer cards, and uh, keep keep them in your prayers and in your mind, I'm sure they'd be grateful. Um, uh, we'd, we'd love to speak to you on the way out the door. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments and uh, remember to be in prayer for, for brother Corey. Also remember that this afternoon we got some things going on with our focus groups. Uh, we have uh, the five o'clock practice here for choir and on your way out the door remember to take a look at the stickers on the table um, and uh, we're, we're taking donations for those for the playground if you'd like. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you this evening. <laughs> 